Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. I'm sitting here, it's the 4th of July, it's about 3.43 in the afternoon on the 4th of July. Um, My children had, my daughter had come to visit me and she is with her other family, her dad's family. So my, my two older children... I guess I'm just a full stop scandalous woman <laughs> because I have had I had two children with my first husband and one child with my second husband and the truth is I was not married to him when I actually gave birth to him um I I ended up being a single mom and I did I ended up pregnant yes I know where babies come from and he and I got married when my our child was about two years old (laughs) so strangely enough my life has been just taking all these turns and you know it just sort of strikes me that Just that alone, that, what I just shared with you alone is really actually pertinent to the topic of, of my subject that I wanted to talk about in this podcast. So last night I had done a podcast and I didn't, um, I didn't publish it. I'm because it just wasn't exactly right. Like like my podcasts are generally right. <laughs> I'm laughing because my I don't edit and they're just, you know, these ramblings, these thoughts that come to my mind and um and so what makes a podcast right? Hmm. Anyway, so I had um I I during this process I had started this whole body of work that I have been doing over the last couple years has actually been sort of this culmination of of a lifetime of study of being sort of a a philosopher like somebody who is really really um, trying to just figure things out. Like, what are we doing here? I mean, I remember just sitting in my living room and, and just looking like, what is reality? What is awareness? What are we doing here? Why do we live? What is death? What is all of this about? What is this? What is it? And then, you know, I had this this complete life-changing experience and and I make I make the joke of saying the more you know the less you know, which is absolutely the truth, but it seems like in some ways I know more now than I did then when I was asking these questions. And what I know now is that we create our reality. We create our reality. And I'm not, everybody just is in their own reality. 
and everybody is experiencing their lives differently and 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 being the creators of our reality it seems to me the best thing that we can can learn to do is how to create happiness and joy so okay so <laughs> i was inspired to do this video because i so I started this process and I, I started it in YouTube's. I knew that something was happening to me that was really profound because what ended up happening was I, I ended up sort of living in this really, really weird synchronicity. Like these synchronicities would happen to me. It seemed like I was almost, it was almost this constant flow. It was as if somebody had dropped me into a, into a, a, a completely different like like a, on a ride sort of it was like there was this shift in in my perception of what reality was and all of a sudden the synchronicities started happening and synchronicities are really 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 strange they are these things that happen when when you these events these these it's like these messages like these little messages from god the universe whatever you want to call it i call it god and it's just like this um these just weird things that happen and and it just kind of depends on the person like i'll tell you i'll tell you one thing that that had had happened really really early on the beginning of the summer of 2018 because all of this like it started the synchronicities had started earlier than this but that summer it was as if somebody had turned the speed dial up it was like they cranked the speed dial up and all of a sudden it was like the synchronicities were just on top of each other and i couldn't i could not tell what was going on and some people really liked to call it like um coincidence but there was no way it was coincidence and i knew that it there was no such thing as coincidence it was at this point i knew for sure there's no such thing as coincidence and so there were no coincidences it could not be a coincidence there is just no way that this could happen at exactly that moment I mean, the chances of that are so far-fetched that there's no way it was a coincidence. So, and I had written about in my book, I had written about, and I said it about five times, that at the time, I did not know what was happening. I didn't know if I was dead, if I was in a coma, if I had a brain tumor, if I was legitimately crazy because some of the people around me had just like, she's just gone nuts, which is a whole other thing that I, that I really, um, <laughs> just this idea of madness that, I, that I'm not entirely sure. I'm not entirely sure if these people who had been deemed mad or crazy or 
because their thinking was out of the box or their thinking was differently, that they were not living in this state of reality that I had been living in. Now, after about two months of of living with the speed, it seemed like warp speed, it slowed down again, which was a good thing so that I could like get grounded. But I was, I was really, um, I was really not doing well. And I, at the time, I mean, I really wasn't. And I had been studied enlightenment and I'm like, well, if this is enlightenment, I mean, in some ways it kind of sucked. I mean, it kind of did because I, I didn't know how to function. I was like, how am I, how am I going to function? And, and how am I going to do this? Um, um, it wasn't exactly what I was thinking and it wasn't, and it also was not, okay. It was not just like this, this like, I live in bliss. I, you know, once you've arrived, you're at the top of the mountain and you just are in this continuous state of bliss. It's like, you're not necessarily in a continuous state of bliss and you're still in the stream of life. You're still in the stream of life. So you still have things coming at you. It's just your reaction or your attention to it is different. Your reaction or your attention to the things that happen in the stream of life are quite different. Like, like the understanding that there really is no death. This understanding that there is no death as we think of death. It's not like, like we are buried in the ground and that's it. Bam. It's like we move on to something else. And I'm not entirely sure what it all, what it all, all what it all comes to, but so, so, so I'm doing this body of work and so I've got this, this, um, this about, I don't know how many, I, I, I over 200, maybe 250 YouTubes. I've uploaded 250 YouTubes in the last two years and I've done about 77 podcasts and the most popular ones are the ones where I name drop. And specifically, um, London Real, Brian Rose, and David Icke. David Icke has been the most popular um, subject matter of my YouTubes. And I've said this over and over again, but it is just the truth that David Icke has a very, very special like meaning for me personally, because he went through a very similar life-changing event about 30 years ago. And so I, 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 so he means a lot to me because he went through something very similar to me. And so it is, he is very, very comforting to me. So I, I like to listen to what he has to say. And, and so I, but, and so I go back to, okay, so then recently, and in, in about the last year, I've been listening to this other guy. His name is Gary V, Gary Vanderchuk, and I really like his content. 
I like his content a lot. He is a, a, he's very, very much into social media, which is something that really attracted me to him in the first place. Um, as a person who would like mentor me, not necessarily, um, I'm not sure what else to call him except for possibly a mentor because I'm not, I'm not necessarily, I mean, I guess that my brand is sort of a business and I have this mission statement and my bigger mission is the idea of us having the most amazing lives that we are here for joy. We are here for adventure. At this point, that is my understanding of why we have awareness, why there is a reality why we wake up every morning is to experience what it feels like to be in this particular time space reality <laughs> to be able to like walk across the floor to be able to to see the colors to be able to feel the wind to be able to eat food to do all the things that we do ourselves and with others, like enjoying my daughter's company and she brought her little dog and we went to the farmer's market this morning and we hung out and we ate and we had a really good time. I mean, for us to just hang out is such a, a gift and that's what we're here for. And so... And so I would absolutely love for that to be the content <laughs> that people are looking for when they like blonde hair girl being associated with this idea of, of basically happiness. And so, and so when, when my, when, I get the most comments on the ones that I'm named. It's, I don't know. I just feel so. And, and then putting out content that other people want to see. But Gary Vee would say that I should always be putting out content that I am interested in. Putting out content that I am interested in. Just putting it out there. And that it does not matter necessarily that it that anybody necessarily listens to it. But I do have a few fairly loyal followers who are, are listening and are paying attention. So yesterday, you know, and I've done some 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 podcasting, mostly podcasting. <laughs> I guess mostly because I'm not I'm not being videoed and you cannot see me in my podcast. Um, I am a little bit more bold <laughs> and I'm not really that, I have not been that political over the last couple of years. I really haven't. Um, my favorite, my guru, if I had one is David Hawkins, PhD, uh, MD, PhD, and he wrote power versus force. He wrote many books. Um, but he would say the greatest thing that we can do for humanity is to stay home and that the spiritual aspirant, the person who is seeking enlightenment, basically does not take on the role of politics. 
that, that a person, and, and I sort of understand what he's saying to a degree. I really do. Like, I don't think that it is going to really matter if I go to the streets right now about anything. What would be better is for me to go meditate. It would be better for me to meditate and be peace and be love and be the characteristics that would actually make any kind of difference to be that to become that to emanate that and so i i you know but <laughs> we got a lot of stuff going on right now in our in our in our world you know which is like messing up all the juju right for this like world peace everybody being happy peace and love man you know i mean we don't have that going on we've got this supposed seeming pandemic which i don't know what it is we've got people divided wearing masks don't wear masks we've got black lives matter we got you know all this stuff is going on there's a lot of division and um people seem angry and <laughs> So we got a lot going on right now, a lot of unrest, and it's not just here. I, I mean, I know the U.S. is sort of this, it seems like this has a lot of unrest right now, but um, I'm not entirely sure. Like, people are acting, oh, it's only the U.S. I'm like, I don't think that's true, but, I, you know, and it getting off that subject. But last night, so last night I go to bed and... I'm going to bed and I check my Instagram and one of my favorite YouTubers that I had been following for two years, he puts on this advertisement for some event that he was having today, I believe, on his freedom platform. So I'm, I'm referring to Brian Rose of London Real. So he has, he has all of these guests. He has these Janine, Judge Janine and... Um, Huckabee and and Dennis Prager and there were other ones but but these were the three and especially Dennis Prager that really really hit me that really hit me so so I I did a podcast last night and I'm really glad that I did not upload it because between yesterday and today, I did see that he had, I think his name is Noam Kromsky. I'm not sure how to say his name properly, but I would say this guy is, it's a little bit of a diversion to what Mr. Rose typically has on his show. This guy was a little bit off. He was not, he was a, he's a professor. He's actually teaching at the University of Arizona right now. I went and I, I, I Googled him to find out who is this guy because I wasn't really sure who he was. And he said some, I didn't get to watch the whole interview with, with Mr. Rose and Mr. Kromke, Kromsky. Uh, I didn't get to watch the whole thing, and I, and I will when I get a chance. But he, he, was, he, was, he made so much sense. As in, one of the things that he was saying was that 
social correctness has two different there's a two ideas and this idea of being socially correct or politically correct but I think it was like almost this social idea where and I'm saying this incorrectly but this is the meaning he said sometimes we we he was talking about freedom of speech and he was saying that sometimes we censor ourselves to be kind so if we know that there is a is a a topic that is going to be like really hot for somebody, then we don't talk about it because we know it's really going to upset them. And so we just decide, okay, I'm not going to say that term because I know it's a it can be offensive to certain people, so I'm just not going to say it out of politeness. And what's really coming to mind for me right at the moment is my whole life I had been censoring myself because I was, I was plopped into an environment that I was really, really, really different than the people around me. And I had ideas that I knew were really an affront to their beliefs political religious i mean i i just i just knew that but when i had this life changing event i could no longer censor who i was what ended up happening was it was like somebody those little toys that expand like a sponge, like it's all dried out. You put it in water and it goes and it gets bigger and you cannot put it back. Like I cannot unlearn. I cannot not be that which I have become or lived into. Some kind of understanding, which I have no credit for. I give absolutely everything because we are all aspects of God or the creator or source or the universe, whatever you want to call it. We are all aspects of that. And so it's not really me. It's the aspect of God that created me that I am personifying, I guess. <laughs> it's a really, really weird deterrent. But I mean, I even think about, you know... I had gone to my job the other a couple weeks ago and I was told that I had to wear a mask and I stood outside of the room and I thought well what do I do here because I don't know about this mask thing and I had all these questions like why now why now are we being asked to wear a mask and because the this where I'm working had been open all through the quarantine there is no more than 10 workers in the, in the establishment. We're not with the general public when we're there. Why now am I being asked to wear a mask? But I decided that it was a fight that I did not want to take up and I've just been wearing the mask as much as I can because when I'm there, there are times where I have to take it off. <laughs> Actually, it's quite funny. One of the issues that has happened for me with this mask wearing is the same 
the same thing is when I have tried to snorkel, I like my, my, my glasses get all fogged up. I guess I'm full of a lot of hot air or something. Um, but I, I, I can understand this that I like, I can't breathe. Like you, your, your face is cut off from H2O. You're, it's basically like in some ways you're like sitting in your own carbon, carbon dioxide, I guess. Anyway, so that was a little deterrent. But anyway, I want to get, so I want to get back to this, this interview last night that Mr. Rose had set up with these people, the Huckabee, the Judge Janine, and the Dennis Prager. Okay, so I had tried to listen to Dennis Prager a few years ago. I had been listening to NPR quite a bit, and I got made fun of, and I also was, you know, they were all, there was this, these buzzwords about our information bubble going on at the time, so I decided I would get out of my bubble, and I would, I would listen to something different, so I tried to listen to the Dennis Prager show on the radio, and I was so taken back. I was so incredibly taken back by the language of this individual. The way that he referred to other people with different ideas than he had. And how just how how completely bold and radical his language was regarding you know his term liberal and like in these like if you're a liberal you're it's like you're you're a communist you're I, I don't know there was this whole like um and and I could hardly tolerate it honestly his show and I mean, and Rush Limbaugh is another one that I, I remember going to children's houses because I was working as a developmental special instructor for many years and I would go to people's houses and this one man would have that show on and and I I just couldn't believe that guy either. I, I just couldn't, I couldn't believe the verbiage the way that they that they spoke and so and then these these people sort of have kind of this if you look at it if you were to actually look at them like Alex Jones if you were to like just put them in a in like a in a in a row with each other they have a lot of things in common they they're all white they're all a certain age of man they're all this kind of a certain like weight category that they're just like they're just they have a they have a certain amount in common and (laughs) and what had come to me last night was this idea of kind of like this layer of perception or or a lens 
it's like this this lens that you can it's I, I, the only way I know how to describe it is kind of like you know those uh plastic like plastic that has like like sheets and you lay the sheets and as you lay the sheets down you get a different perspective of like say a building and they and they, so they come to the world with this certain this certain perspective and and that's how they see the world and so and so I kind of go back to like is any of this even important like is anything that I say important but some of the stuff that I say is not just my opinion it's not just my opinion that we create our reality that is not an opinion but so much of what we listen to is just opinions. Like I remember at one point my I had a, one of my husbands, he he listened to to Fox News. So I was watching a lot of Fox News at the time and I just started to like I said, you know, this is all speculation all day long. They had all these guests on giving their opinions and speculations about a situation. And 99.99% of it didn't happen. It's like it's like what are they all like psychics? Are they all like mediums or something? Like like their opinion, their opinion does not necessarily really matter. <laughs> Except that I'm not sure about the creation of a of a reality that that is sort of a collective reality that i i haven't quite figured all of that out yet and so and so perhaps some of what they say happens because it has been spoken out loud and it has been it has been manifested through intention that this happened this certain way because because people like collectively somehow they they came together and they intentioned it and then it happened i don't quite understand that part but <clears throat> so i was really i was really pretty down last night on on Mr. Rose because I had like really said that I felt like his show was very slanted like I have not heard a lot from the other side I mean I just haven't heard a lot like a lot of times I hear very conservative people on his show very conservative and um, and he himself is very very um, he really really likes Donald Trump. In fact, he used to put on his Instagram, like every day, the briefing, he'd say, this is the best part of my day is to sit down and watch that briefing on the seeming pandemic. And, and so he's very, very much in the camp of Mr. Trump. Okay. So, <laughs> Before I, I, and, and throughout my life, I had been, generally been pretty political. 
like I, 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 I don't know. I just like sort of make it my business to, to really pay attention to what's happening. And, and I have my own lens. So I come to, to the situation with my own lens on it. And of that, and, and, and going back to what I had said at the beginning of this, this podcast, I come to a, a, a white, blonde woman who worked in early childhood who has a substantial amount of education. I, I got a bachelor's degree that was a general studies and I studied philosophy, religion, and political science. I went back, I got a master's degree in counseling and human relations. I went um, another year on top of that to go for my licensed professional counseling degree. And then I have courses on top of that. So I have seven years of college. I, I make it a business my my own just personal I absolutely love information so I am always 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 learning because I love it I absolutely love it so I have my own like lens on things but I also like through my life experience as a mother and as a woman who found I found myself really like I am the weirdest juxtapose that you could ever find regarding these things because I was quintessentially home economics would seem like my thing. I I have more cookbooks than you could believe. I had one of my children at home. I had a home birth and nursed him for a year. I I was I'm I turned into a soccer mom. I drove my children. My children never took a bus to school. Yes, I guess I enabled them a bit. My children went to three different schools because I did what was best for them. And and I was an active mother. And and I I love interior design. I mean this this is this other part, you know, you would seem that I would be this perfect happy homemaker and and i found myself basically in this scenario with so i guess basically bumping up against and not not necessarily meaning to do so but when in situations bumping up against the ideas that i believe would be <laughs> present in men who are like Trump. So, so when he was even up for election, I was very, very upset. I... I was watching, I was paying attention. I watched all three debates very, very carefully. I, I did my homework <clears throat> to a certain degree. I found out more information after, but, <clears throat> and so I, 
when he was actually elected or seemingly elected, because I'm not entirely sure what happened, if you want to know the truth. I don't know what happened in that election. I do know that there was a lot of interference. It was it was this Facebook, Veneta, you know, um, bots. Um, I think there was there was involvement with Russia. I think there was so much going on that that it was a combination of of things that he was seemingly elected. <clears throat> so he gets he gets into office, and I feel like I've been hit by a Mack truck. But about a year and a half into it, I I just get out of politics altogether. Mostly, I mean, not that I was like in politics, but I was very very on like what is going on and <laughs> and so Trump he he um I wanted to see how long I've been talking <laughs> okay so 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 Mr. Rose like his his like loyalty to Mr. Trump and a lot of his his guests loyalty to Mr. Trump has been you know it has been a bit of an obstacle for me and but I think that actually my lack of of loyalty to Trump may be even more of an issue for him toward me. I don't know. I don't even know if the guy is actually aware of me. I don't know. Maybe he has never seen me before ever. I mean, that's possible. I mean, not I'm talking about in social media because I have had been following him very closely for 2 years now. And but okay, so recently um I had watched Mr. Epstein, I had watched this documentary about Jeffrey Epstein and the woman who was an accomplice in that sex trafficking scheme has been arrested and it's been all over the news and it was all over my Twitter feed and people were making all these speculations that she may have the same fate as as Jeffrey Epstein. There's been some speculation that he didn't kill himself, that he was murdered. I mean, all this stuff has come out and I don't know, I don't know what the truth is. I don't know. So, um, but she has been arrested and I have been saying that I believe this woman who said that Trump had raped her when she was 13 years old. And on top of raping her, they threatened her. They threatened her. And and if you will recall, this was the very disturbing thing that happened with Stormy Daniels, which I have to say, okay, when I have mentioned Stormy Daniels to people who are in support of Trump, they always make this really, really crude statement about her. Well, she's just a prostitute. So, so, so basically what they're saying to me is she doesn't have the right 
to well first of all she's a liar because she's a prostitute um like what does that even mean what what does that even mean like when she's serving men she's she's wonderful but if she's doing something opposed to you oh well she's just a prostitute like why why should you pay any mind to her she's she's a bad woman but one of the things that she said that was the most most disturbing was that she had been threatened by somebody that she believed to be representing Mr. Trump. She had been threatened. She and her child had actually, their lives had been threatened, which goes along the same narrative as this girl who was 13 years old, who had been brought over to perform acts on Mr. Trump and it had somehow turned into an actual rape. And, and, and so, and I've been sort of, I've been talking about this for about two years now because this is really, really key to me. This is, this is so key to me to this election that I just actually find the most astounding, you know, cause Trump had said himself had said that I could shoot someone in public and they would still vote for me. And there is some, some truth to that. I think that in some ways, Trump just speaks this narrative about competition. He speaks the narrative about I'm better than you are. I'm, I, I'm it. You're nothing. You know, you're, he, he just speaks this, this divisive rhetoric that so many people like because they believe to be on the winning side of that. So it's about winning. Life is about winning, but actually life is is not about winning. Life is about living. So so I had been, you know, that it just it it astounds me that after the interview where he used language that was very predatory toward women, he still managed to get a third of of electable voters. I mean, elect people eligible to vote. He got a third of the electorate to vote for him. Even after he referred to women in very, very crude ways, he was predatory. But it seems like they maybe didn't know about because it has really been squelched this idea about him and this rape and and this association with the Epstein scam but I had an article that I had actually referred to in a few of my YouTubes I have this article that talks all about it that everybody knew that Trump was involved in this in his modeling agency in this sex trafficking scheme and would that deter them? Would that deter someone from voting for this guy in this election because he had actually actually did rape a 13-year-old girl and was involved in this scheme? Would, would it deter them? And I don't know. 
Where is the line? Where is the line of decency with which we would say, okay, that's kind of it for me. And it's it's not that I'm damning him to hell. It's not that I'm, you know, it's, it's just, do we want a person who is predatory in these manners and in this way representing our country and the world? Do we want that type of person in power? And so now it has become, and for some, not all, but for some, it has become more about being right than anything else. It's become more about being right. And so I I just... (laughs) So, and it sort of goes into this narrative, you know, that I am not your, your average, just obedient woman who is going to, you know, who like serves a man. And it's not that I don't, and it's not that I wouldn't. Because I... I know who I am and I know how I am toward them, the people that I love. But there comes a point where I, I, I cannot continue to sacrifice myself or my children in the name of love and to, and to stay in a situation that is really terrible. And I, and I feel like that is also part of you know, this breakdown of the, of the family, which is a whole other podcast, so I won't get into that, but I just, it just all sort of come together for me personally. Because, you know, I mean, one of the other things about, about these powerful men is that somebody, if they have children, somebody has been having to take care of them. And a lot of times it is the mother. The mother is taking care of these children. And that's where I was. And every child that I gave birth to set me back five years in any kind of career. I had to choose between I had to consistently choose between, you know, what I was going to do and, and my children. And, and so much of that time, I was a single mom and I had to work. And so I, I have lived in poverty for many years, but I did make those choices. I chose to not send my child to childcare. I, I chose to, to figure it out, figure it out a different way. And, and I have to say that I really feel like all of my efforts toward my children really did pay off because I have three amazing children who are productive members of society. They're just amazing. All three of my children are amazing. So every single little effort that I put toward them was, was absolutely worth it and I would do it again. And I, I don't, it's not that I regret it. It's just when I hear these men you know, with all of this ambition, and I mean, my choices had been that I, ha- they have to be my priority. 
This child has to be my priority. They have to be my priority. And so, I don't know. I hope that I'm not so all over the place that this doesn't make any sense. But I, I just, I am still in the camp that I don't want anything bad to happen to Mr. Trump. I, I, I just don't understand the affinity for him that is presented by the people around me, the people in certain circles, and I just don't understand it. And I'm going to end with this. <laughs> I was driving along today, my daughter's in my car, we were coming home from, from, um, from the farmer's market, you know, and, and my daughter says she's an independent. I don't know. She, I think she may very well be a Republican. My, I gave my children the freedom to be what they wanted to be. I did not indoctrinate my children and make them be a certain anything. I let them be and I let, gave them freedom to figure things out for themselves. So my children don't necessarily agree with me. Um, politically, and actually, they don't prefer that I talk about politics to them. <laughs> actually, but anyway, so we're driving home, and and not, my children actually did not vote for Trump, and I think that there's a lot of young people who will not vote for him again. But I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen in this election because I don't know that they will vote for Joe Biden, which is a whole other podcast that I won't get into. But anyway, so we're we're driving home and. There is this this person in front of us who is in a truck and in the flatbed of his truck, he has an American flag and he has the Trump flag. And I said, do you ever remember any other president having their own flag? Because I don't. I don't remember a Bush flag. I don't remember a Clinton flag. I don't remember a Carter flag. I don't remember an Obama flag. Do you remember any other president who had their own flag? And I just think it is so peculiar. I really do. And I remember at a certain point seeing these, like, um, there were these tanks. There was this, at some base somewhere, there were these tanks. And the tanks, the U.S., tanks actually had these these Trump flags on them and I just don't understand it I just don't I, I don't understand it but I just I just felt the need to put it out there because as um, Gary Vander Chuck would say <laughs> Gary V would say do it um, talk about what interest you and what you love to talk about and so there you have it (laughs) anyway i appreciate you and i will be back with other ideas and that's a wrap